Episode 71 of the Busting Balls Podcast. He's John, I'm Jeffrey. You can hit us up on Twitter at BustingBallsPod. Email us, BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You'll listen to us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting-Balls, or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Today's topic, run into the Blau ground. John and Jeffrey, take a look at the ongoing drama that is FC Barcelona. John, what's happening, brother? Well, I think we should make obviously make the podcast announcement that as of this weekend, my good friend and co-host here, Mr. Jeffrey D. Wessel, has accepted Jesus as his Lord and Savior. I have accepted, I, I, I said this last episode too, I have fully accepted Jesus into my heart, and uh, I will be spreading the good gospel of, of Jesus. What a home debut for oh, oh. for Gabriel Jesus yesterday! Um, two goals, that, that first goal alone. Oh, two goals, goal. two assists. You know who had? You know who's the only person I could think of as far as teams I support who had a better home debut in, in the last Martin? few years? Go, uh, go on. Kyogo Furuhashi for Celtic when he scored a hat trick at Parkhead. <laughs> Funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, oddly enough. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. Um, Three, you know, six out of six for the Arsenal in terms of points here. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's funny. One of the biggest takeaways I had of that match, I, I, I was feeling kind of smug about it because, of course, there was a penalty decision. Uh, that VAR rightly overturned because Jamie Vardy was being a diving fuck about it. Um, ironically, Mike Dean was that was the VAR, which I thought we were rid of him, but he, he was the VAR yesterday, and he made the right call. And then this morning, during uh, Nottingham Forest versus West Ham, uh, West Ham scored a goal, and that goal was chalked off rightly after VAR showed, you know, proved that Mikael Antonio just basically shoved a dude over two-handed. I was feeling good. I was like, oh, maybe they're finally getting VAR right. And then we get to Chelsea versus Spurs, <laughs> which this is going to be a big topic of conversation because I'm going to say that you were thinking that there wasn't an Arsenal fan on VAR here. Yeah, no, because Mike Dean was the VAR today for that match as well. And not only did he miss a a clear foul on Kai Havertz that led to directly to a Spurs' first goal, which then set off Tuchel versus Conte, 
but round then, one. But then in the in, in yeah round one, and then in the dying minutes, uh, Kukurea had his hair pulled. VAR did not call it, and we get sec- Spurs' second goal. Um, it which kicked off Tuchel versus Conte round two. We <laughs> saw both of them get get sent off. Um, you know, I, it's not often yeah. I will defend. It's not often I will defend Chelsea. No, um, although Tuchel at the end, oh my lord, just that little <laughs> Tuchel went into full. Tuchel went the full Mourinho in his post match. <laughs> Glorious. Well, you know, he'd already had the red card, so it's the even fuller Mourinho. Oh, my Lord. You know what? I, I, I can't really fault him in this one because they get, because Chelsea did kind of get hosed. I mean, when, when Reese James scored that second one, I actually said, you know what? Uh, I'm not happy that they're winning, but you know what? That's kind of justice right there. <laughs> yeah, they, they, yeah, Chelsea, it's a game they should have won. Um, Spurs... Harry Kane, what what a story! Him scoring with his first touch in the ninety six. That was eh? that was not his first touch. He, he nearly, it was close. He, on he, it. he nearly had one early, earlier in the second half. Let, let's be fair. Yeah, he screwed. He screwed a, a good chance up. Yeah, but Spurs are good. They, they're looking a decent side in the contest. You know, that's going to Stamford Bridge and getting a point is a big step for them. I think, given they got slaughtered last year by Chelsea. I mean that and that is true. And you know what? Good good for Conte, but yeah, the the refereeing in that game was absolutely suspect. And yeah, it's it's the VAR kind of letting them down. All the parameters of VAR probably on the first one, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well I mean, yeah, because again, to me there was no difference between that foul on Havertz and the one that Mikel Antonio got Called for they got they got West Ham's goal disallowed. Yeah, I mean, me, I mean, no going, difference. You can go back a couple of years. There was a uh, Liverpool goal where Sadio Mane got uh, a Man United goal where Sadio Mane got fouled. United scored directly off it, and there was nothing called. So it possibly depends how far back they're willing to go on that. Yeah, or what they're looking for. But yeah, um, overall, so this got- was this was a wild, fantastic week. Uh, it turns out Erling Holland. Pretty good at football. He's not bad, is he? That nice little assist there as well. Yeah. I mean, two goals, two goals against West Ham, uh, including a penalty. And then, yeah, he assisted City's first. Um, yeah, pretty pretty good at football is, yeah. is young Erling Brat Holland. Looking and, like it's um, Although, you know, Darwin Nunez hasn't played yet, so he's he hasn't yet shown Haaland how the game is supposed to be played. Yeah, well, as we record this, yeah, Liverpool versus Crystal Palace has not taken place yet. But, um, yeah, so far, the, the, the first two weeks of this season of the Premier League, and, uh, well, I mean, a bunch of leagues have now started because uh, the Bundesliga started mm, last we week as well. That's the big story oh, in the uh, Premier League. Yeah, all yeah. right, well, we're getting there. Um, you know, um, what was it? Actually, uh, this week, uh, we had three leagues start, uh, as, yep. uh, yeah, La Liga, La Liga, Serie A, and Ligue 1 have all kicked off. Actually, wait, no, Ligue 1 was last week. That's right. Ligue 1 was last yep. week. Forgive me. I was at a Comic-Con last weekend, so, um, I, I, I'm, I'm getting some of my, uh, my dates, uh, mixed up here. Uh, but we're going to actually get back to those because, yes, we have a big discussion to have about the uh, 
about this uh, about the Premier League. Uh, Manchester United yesterday getting absolutely fucking washed <laughs> by Brentford at the Community Stadium after the week after losing two to one at Old Trafford against Brighton. Uh, of course, Man U has not scored a goal yet, technically, because uh, the the one in that two one loss was an own goal from Brighton. Indeed. And I, I, I believe that was Brighton's first ever win at Old Trafford. And I, I think, is it 1938 or something the last time? 1937 was what I was quoted as the ah, last time that they beat them in the top flight. I think they may have beaten them in like a cup competition or something yeah. in 1938. Yeah, that would only be the FA Cup because that would be the only game in town at that point. But yeah, oh my Lord. As a Liverpool fan, I can appreciate United's commitment to making it up to the rest of us for that 20 years of dominance with 20 years of base comedy. It's, you know, yesterday, 4-0 at half-time. You know, it, it was like the Liverpool game last year. You're talking 50 minutes, and all it was was Brentford could quite happily just not, not stop playing, but, you know, just, just hold them off, you know. Just, just hold off. The points are done. All good. Let's talk David de Gea for that first goal. Oh lord, it, it's been a cracking weekend for goalkeeping howlers. But uh, you want to see Fiorentina's winner th- this weekend? Oh, it just <laughs> dropped oh, in the net. I, 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 yeah, I have not. Uh, yeah, I haven't had a chance to look at that yet. Yeah, I think it's also v- v- Timo Werner's uh, goal back in the Bundesliga. Yeah, and we'll talk about Werner here in a minute. And we'll come back to that. But yeah, David De Gea dropping it in. Man United RMS. Um, with the Glazers, I don't think the Glazers are the problem that, you know, everyone's saying about draining the club of money, you know, stopping them competing with everyone else. They backed the managers, you know, they, you know, they, they lost whatever, it was $100 million on Paul Pogba plus whatever wages, which has to go down with that amount as one of the worst transfers of all time um, because the return was negligible on the pitch. But they are a ragbag of a team. You know, you are talking, you know, players bought in by different managers, no one to oversee this at all. There's no United style there. You know, what Ten Hag's got there, you know, it's trying to make, uh, you know, a, an image for a jigsaw out of cornflakes. You cannot <laughs> put a team together up. Yeah, you know, that, that's the thing that that has been coming to mind here is, is that he said in he said in the post match is like, well, you can make a match plan and then, you know, it all goes wrong and the plan goes out the window. I'm like, did you actually have a plan? Because yeah. because no, uh, uh, on the evidence, um, no, you do not. And you know what? Here, here's the funny thing is that it, it was pointed out by the Guardians football podcast that, um, you know, Brighton troubled, you know, uh, Denny Welbeck owned Lissandro Martinez because Mm. Brighton were just hoofing it to Welbeck and that was causing Martinez problems. Well, it looks like Brentford had somewhat of a similar Yeah, well, well, did you see, if if you watch, there there was an image, you know, Ivan Toney stood on Martinez and pointing to the sky. When there was a goal kick or a long pass coming, just point to the sky, put it to there, and and you win the ball. Yeah, I it, mean, and that's just it. And it, it's like you know, he says he has a plan, and then I look at his transfer policy so far, and like, okay, yeah, Lissandra Martinez on the face of it, yeah, that seemed like it was a good deal. Yeah, Arsenal was in for him too. 
Okay, yeah. but you know, there's the Ajax connection. Okay, so maybe we, we, we lost that one. But then, like, okay, uh, and then we're going to go get Adrian Rabio and, uh, wait, Marco Arnautovic? What the yeah. fuck is he doing? I, I think that was Ten Hag. He has worked with Arnautovic before, so maybe he kind of get maybe that he'd help get the the way Ten Hag wants to play into United. I think it might be a problem with Ten Hag not being flexible enough. He has, you know, the success he has has come through one method. And for a start off, you know, with, with that, it's a modern method. You need, you know, a, a higher line. You need pressing. David De Gea is not the goalkeeper for that because he, you know, he, he has concrete books. He is Spanish A given, stays on his line, just saves shots. He, that, there will always be that big gap between defence and goalkeeper. And he his goal and his kicking is abysmal. Oh, so he, he directly he directly passed one of those. I think it was for the third goal. He directly passed it to no no no. It was a fourth goal. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no, maybe the second. No, 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 it was, no, it was third goal. Fourth goal was a counter attack. Yeah, and the third goal was off of a corner. So yes. So it was a second so, goal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what is he doing? And then you know, here's the thing: is that we look at. Dean Henderson, who was promised the number one spot and then completely not given it, and then they uh, and then he saves a penalty today for Nottingham Forest, and you yeah. have to <laughs> and you have to wonder at this point what if they had they had kept their word to Henderson and kept him as the, the number one against Brentford, how that might have changed things. In, in, yeah. this, in the same way that I think that you look at Casper Schmeichel now going to Nice, which we're going to bring this up here in a little bit too, but Casper Schmeichel going to Nice, and you know when you had Ward in goal for Leicester, and how that might have changed things for Leicester. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the thing with... I think the thing with Henderson was last year, He, I think he was due to start, but then he had a bit of COVID at the start of the season. De Gea right. came in well, and they couldn't drop it. And if rumours are to be believed from United, the United gossip that I've seen, Henderson was being a, you know, he, he was being a disruptive influence in the dressing room. You know, he was leaking stuff. He was one of the main sources for all the leaks we got last summer. So I can understand, you know, Rangnick saying, right, son, no, thank you very much. Even though, you know, what was that? I think seven straight away defeats they've had now. You know, it, it would have benefited him, but oh, well, you know what? The, the, you know what? Uh, choices have consequences. Uh, mm. And that goes both ways for both player and club. Yeah. But, and, the, but think... and the choices that United have made look baffling at this point because what the fuck was Cristiano Ronaldo even doing on the pitch? What is he doing? At the, it's because um, Anthony Marshall, who is their only other striker, I believe, at the minute, uh, well, you know, for mid centre forward, is injured. So that doesn't help. But you know, why was he back at the club? It's it's a glaze. You know, I, was he back because obviously he brings in a ton of money from merchandise, from social media engagement, etc. But this, so, uh, what I will come back to is that I don't think the Glazers are a problem with the transfers. It's a problem is they don't seem to know how to run a football club, you know, they, and they don't seem interested in it. Because that model that United use is still the manager is the main guy. You know, it, it, it's built around that sort of Fergie as a totem from back in the day. There is no guy who, do, you know, to do it all like Fergie does now. You know, they need 
that you know, the other the other good club, the other club, Man City, Chelsea, um, Liverpool, they have directors of football who take that pressure off the manager. There's no one there to do that with Ten Hag. Ten Hag has to almost build that himself. He's it's almost like he's trying to fit into a you know one of us in, from the 21st century trying to fit into a Paleolithic model here. And it, you know it, it's like a they're trying to stuff a butterfly back into a chrysalis, and it doesn't work. And the other thing is United infrastructure as well. You talk to any United fan, Old Trafford is rotting, really. It, it is a poor stadium compared to what it was you know, 20 years ago. They've done no real work in upgrading. That's the cost of the money going out the club. And it, it's just like it, that, the grant, it, you, know, you know, me and Jeff do some writing here. The metaphor of a stadium rotting around a club while the club itself does the same is just an irresistible one. Yeah, it's a picture of Dorian Gray sort of <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. uh, by the way, uh, I just want to you know just get one further kick in. Those kit that they were wearing yesterday were awful. Uh, you can I had that down for the fashion show that we had delayed <laughs> <laughs> because I looked at it and just went that is on straight away. Um, by the way, uh, this could easily have been our main topic today, but we decided to wait uh, to do anything like that because uh, Manu's next game at Old Trafford hosting Liverpool. <laughs> Good luck, everyone. Good luck to you. <laughs> And I tell my my friend, my my oldest friend from thirty plus years, go back to school together. You know, he has invited me to watch it over at his house at, as a United fan that he is. You're gonna <laughs> he, you don't, don't, don't get rolled on the way out. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, that. one last thing. Uh, two two other things while we're here in the Premier League. Uh, I just want to point out a couple of things. Uh, the NBC. Uh, NBC Sports has had some changes uh, in their presentation. Of course, you know, obviously the NBC Sports network has now gone completely. So all the games are either on the USA network, uh, where I was treated to uh, multiple ads for WWE Monday Night Raw, of course. Uh Um, Regular NBC, which, you know, Brentford versus United was shown free to air uh, 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 on on the actual Peacock, but also the Peacock uh, streaming network is where most of the games have been. Um, nice. Arlo White is gone from NBC. How long has he been there? That he is was there since time. twenty. He, he had been there since I think twenty twelve doing MLS games, and then he became the voice of the Premier League. Um, he. He is still commentating football. He is now the voice of the Chicago Fire on their local broadcast. (laughs) But also, he has gone to do the LIV uh, golf tournament funded by Saudi Arabia that Trump has now hosted. Ooh. Arlo, what are you doing, man? Arlo, (laughs) my my man, what what have you done? But uh, Who's the voice? Are you ready for this? I'm there. Peter Drury is now the voice of NBC. Oh, Sun. wow. Oh, uh, I, I love you know, I, I only think that they only got him is because the only reason why they got him is because John Champion and Ian Dark are, all, are both contracted to ESPN. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, bar the odd times when, uh, Ian, when Ian Dark is actually calling a match for BT Sport and then he'll get on NBC. So... Nice. 
And then lastly, uh, before we move out of the Premier League for the most part, um, did you see the transfer story of the season? Uh, is this is this a reference to the sadly now fallen through move from Nottingham Forest? Uh, yes. Oh, it, it, so that that is not happening now. Apparently, it doesn't for, look like for, it is for Yiz Horncamp. Now we have to point out that in Dutch it is pronounced Yiz. Yes, but However, no one in Britain would be pronouncing it like that because we are fundamentally a nation of children. <laughs> <laughs> so stand up, Jiz Horncamp. <laughs> Who is our new favorite footballer? If I ever get back playing football manager, he is my first signing in any <laughs> game. Yeah, he should not be playing in any English-speaking country <laughs> for <laughs> obvious reasons. Yeah, and uh, he should be playing his parents at that. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, my goodness gracious. All righty. So, John, did you hear that the World Cup start date has changed? It has to accommodate Qatar. Yes, being brought forward for a day. Um, frankly, it tells you how chaotic this tournament is that they are making this move now. I, I think Qatar was still due to play on the first day, off the top of my head. They were due to be the third match, though, rather than the first. Yes, which I don't know how that scheduling snarfle happened, but I, I'm just going to point out that they have now change everything about this World Cup, except where it's actually being played, which is what everybody wanted. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we need to restate our position on the Qatar World Cup, do we at all? I, I think we've, we've been stating that position since episode one of this very <laughs> yeah. program. Yeah, FIFA, wonderful, the, the most wonderful and clean organization in the world, most honest, transparent the NCAA looks at FIFA and kind of sweats a little bit, you know. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> yeah, you know, I was pointing out you know, like all these all these games that are on actual network TV on, on in America, and then it, it finally hit me yesterday. It's like, oh, this is just until college football starts. <laughs> yeah, because you know they, they yeah. were they were showing uh, Barcelona versus. Raya Vallecano, which uh, we're we're holding off on that because we're going to definitely talk about that in the main topic. But, um, yeah. but, but, uh, yes. I, I, but you know, since I, I did bring up La Liga, I am just going to point out, uh, let me see if this is still the case, hum-de-dum-de-dum, because it's going on live as we speak. Um, going into halftime, Real Madrid nil away to Almeria 1. Oh my word! <laughs> That's just the sort of thing you want to see. Wow! And we should mention as well that um, Carlo Ancelotti has said this week that Real is his last job. So wow. whenever this contract finishes, he's done with football. Do, do, when he retires, do we have to uh, maybe uh, uh, bring up, maybe fade in uh, "Long May You Run" by by Neil Young? At the nice. <laughs> there you nice. go. Yeah, that's a good choice, isn't it? <laughs> Uh, John. Yes. Uh, what are some reasons, what are some reasonable reasons you think to postpone mat, a match? Well, I'd say, you know, natural disasters or, you know, schedule clashes maybe. Or... Right. Okay. Yeah. Weather, 
Well, uh, well, obviously, weather, yeah. COVID. We we we've we've COVID, seen we have that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, had a few of that. Uh we've there have been three match postponements in in league play that I can tell so far this season. Um, two of them for the similar reasons. Uh, Coventry versus Rotherham. Or if I'm mispronouncing that, is it Rotherham or Rotherham? Rotherham. Rotherham. Last week was canceled because they, because of the the Commonwealth Games and a Rugby Sevens tournament taking place at yes at Coventry. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So they they uh, they had to postpone that. And then uh, yesterday's match between Lorient and Lyon had to get postponed because similar reason there was a festival at the stadium. And the pitch got, um, you know, messed up. Yeah. Oh, so, dear. So, uh, and then we have Juarez and Pachuca in Liga MX last night. Okay. Got postponed because of cartel violence in Juarez. <laughs> oh, this warrants further investigation. Uh, this is not the first time this has happened because I believe I've I've relayed this on this show before. But I remember in like 2012, uh, watching a game, uh, and uh, it was uh, it was Santos Laguna against I don't remember whom, but all of a sudden you heard gunfire in the background and all the players suddenly ran off the pitch and then suddenly you saw people in the crowd heading to the pitch to get the fuck out. So they, I, I was watching it on Univision, and then suddenly the sports broadcast turned into the news broadcast because oh, from, no. live from where they were, this was insanity. My word. This is, yeah, I, I, that, that is, well, yeah, that, that is a thing. So, uh, hey, you know what? Uh, Go. Uh, Celtic whooped Kilmarnock 5-0 this morning. Yeah, we kind of expect that, though, don't we? Come on, we kind of do. We we we, we kind of do, but yeah, Kilgo, five different goal scorers too. Jota with another screamer uh, to follow up the one he hit he hit against uh, against Aberdeen in in the first week. Ah, the fake Jota, yeah, yeah, that's uh, no, the real the the, the real <laughs> the realest Jota there is. Uh, so hey, uh, yeah. unfortunately, Rangers won too, but uh, Celtic actually yeah. kind of have a, a tough one next week, maybe. Because they got yeah. they got hearts coming up. Hard to, uh, uh, they're my publisher's team, aren't they? So uh, <laughs> I can't say anything bad about hearts. Yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of really upset that Rangers uh, ended up uh, overturning that two 0 deficit against uh, Union Saint Songolos, or how I, I know I'm not pronouncing that right. Yeah, they, they're quite much. good at home. Damn it. Yeah, I should also mention Partick Thistle losing. Damn it to, and I think. Breaking their record ever streak of wins against one opponent, uh, losing to Queens Park. Oh, so are they up in the uh, the Scottish Championship then? Uh, let me. No, they did not get promoted last year. Oh, so they oh, are. No. no, no, that's it. Oh, oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. They they are currently mid table. Yeah, Dun Dundee and Vanessa and Air ahead of them, uh, and Queens Park. <laughs> oh boy! Well, yeah, and, good luck. Good luck to them. I, I I do have to remark on this point. It is a we have a happy household here because, as long term listeners may know, my wife is a big Ipswich fan. Ipswich, top of the division, top of the first division. 
Well, we have a happy household here for similar reasons because uh, although Stal Zhezhov are not top of the Perszwa Liga, the, 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 the equivalent of the championship in Poland, um, their derby rival, Resovia, were bottom of the table starting at the beginning of this match round. They're still in 17th place. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Rasovia, so uh, Stal Zhezhov so far doing much better than than uh, Rasovia. So, on that point, uh, one last bit in this uh, segment. So, we've already mentioned Casper Schmeichel has gone to Nice. Uh, do you know who's joined him at Nice? I I do happen to know this as a and someone who's invested in Welsh players getting game time before the World Cup. It's. <coughs> How should I put this? Arsenal and for his action at the end of last season, Celtic legend Aaron Ramsey. <laughs> Bastard. Um yeah, so uh Ramsey has gone and and Casper Schmeichel have gone to Nice. Uh Timo Werner have gone to Leipzig. I already spoke on Leipzig being uh possibly trying to make something happen with their uh Day of Bay Pokal win. Although uh yeah, Bayern's doing their best to make me absolutely wrong on this. Oh yes. But um you know, now with Nice has a billionaire owner, uh do you think we may be seeing both Leipzig and Nice maybe try to go for it, even though both of them, ironically, have only had two draws to date? Yeah, um, I, I don't think we'll see it immediately, but uh, I, I Leipzig have a new coach, don't they? If I'm, Christopher, Christopher um, what's, what's his surname? I can never remember his surname now. Oh, Gautier. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Which and, is similar to the uh, one at PSG. Yeah. So, yeah. Nissan yeah. Leipzig have new coaches in. So, I, I think they're certainly looking to go for it. Although, obviously, you know, particularly with Nice, the funding is not there to match the top take the top team. But, you know, if they can push to be Champions League regulars, money's there for them. Same, same as Leipzig. Yeah. Champions League spots are available. I mean, why not? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, okay, so Gaultier, Christophe Gaultier, Gaultier is at uh, PSG. Um, here, I'm looking up uh, Nice. And, yeah, they were in a 1-1 draw with Strasbourg today. Uh, yeah, they have uh, – oh, no! Guess who's guess who is manager at Nice? Uh, one, one, one Lucien Favre. Yes. Again, good coach. And – like yes, and like uh, Leipzig coach Tedesco, Dominic Tedesco. So hey, they may be going for it. Yeah. So the, the Mon coaches absolutely superb appointments. Hopefully, so hopefully what, we can make games of it. So one last bit. Um, one last bit uh, related to our predictions from last week. Indeed, uh, from last episode. Uh, we nearly jinxed Palmeiras, nearly going out of the uh, Copa Libertadores semifinals in a game where two players got sent off and and an assistant coach got sent off for Paul Maris. However, um, Atletico Mineiro also had a guy sent off. It went to penalties. And, uh, yeah, and uh, Paul Maris are through to the semis. So it's still on. We did not jinx them yet. So... Uh, real quick, did you know who who is playing at Atletico Mineiro? Go on, I can. He, 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 he. Some people thought he was incredible. 
Oh, oh, Jesus, God, you had to go. Is he immortal, perchance, as well? Oh, well, certainly uh, if you're a Zenit St. Petersburg fan, he is. Oh, yes. We are talking, of course, of the mighty Hulk. Yeah, uh, yes, he is. Yeah, I, I had no idea he was back at Atletico Mineiro. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, there's, that, there's a trend, you know, because you've had um, recently you've had Suarez go back, you had Will I Am go back. Yeah. Oh, so, and which reminds me, uh, one other player who has transferred out of their club, uh, Alexis Sanchez, was made a free agent by Inter Milan. Guess where he's ended up? Go on. Olympic Marseille. Interesting. So, you know, why not? Inter why not? I wonder if he's on decent, the decent wages there. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I don't have much women's news after, you know, uh, you know, since none of the, no, I mean, well, I mean, I mean, NWSL's ongoing, so that that's going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah, um, the, uh, the, I believe the Women's Premier League, for obvious reasons, has yet to kick off. Yeah, the, yeah, the Super League hasn't kicked off. I saw a date of uh, September the 11th on the hoarding at Chelsea for Chelsea versus West Ham women at, yeah. uh, at Stamford Bridge. So I'm guessing that that's going to be around that time. So we yeah, have about it, it, another it, it, month and before we get the women's super league kicking off, which is uh, back right. I did see I did see Celtic run. women uh, take on Hibs women. I think it was Hibs. Anyway, it was nine nil. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the women doing exactly what the men do to the rest of Scotland, right? Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, John, do you have any more newsy bits? Apart from continuing to laugh at Man United, not really. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to give another club a, a good kicking today, too, as we get to our main topic. Run into the Blau ground. John and Jeffrey, take a look at the ongoing drama that is FC Barcelona. Please stay tuned. <laughs> With the second half of episode 71 of the Busting Balls podcast. Tonight, for your delight, John and Jeffrey take a look at the ongoing transfer that is Barcelona in Run Into the Blau Ground. Yeah, I, I know. Usually I try to get a nice little pun if I can, but <laughs> that was the best one I could come up with. If you have a better pun to come up with for the epi for this episode title, uh, hit us up uh, on Twitter at BustingBallsPod or email us BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. But anyway, John, since uh, La Liga is now free on uh, free to air on ITV. It ain't, well, yes. I'm going to let you lead this discussion. Oh, nice. Well, well, this is kind of an ongoing situation, season after season after season. I made with Barcelona. Barcelona. Let us not forget are in a position where they have won 
I think one major trophy in three seasons, or one of the, what they see as three major trophies. But it's absolute financial chaos here, and and this all kind of came to a head when it was, I think it was on Monday, when it was revealed that they were talking to Frankie De Jong about the contract that he had taken a pay cut for for them, you know, to get them through their financial difficulties earlier on. Well, hold, 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 wait, wait, time out. I, wanna, I do want to, um, uh, just for clarification, it wasn't a pay cut. It was a deferred payment. Deferred, deferred pay. Quite right. Sorry. And yeah, and he, he deferred his pay. And quite reasonably, I would say, he is intent on getting every last cent that he is owed. You know, others are, are being more helpful to them. But uh, yeah, Barcelona have an ongoing financial situation caused by the last board where they have kind of abandoned their sort of their policy of homegrown stars and just went, we can buy success relentlessly and try to keep up with Man City and PSG. And they have not, <laughs> not been able to. Well, to the point where they have struggled to register players for the first game of La Liga both last season and this season. Now, it, it, we should point out, since we, we jumped right into the Frankie de Jong saga, what they were saying is, is that his contract was illegal. Okay? Mm. How do you feel this? Yeah. Not only with the previous board, but I would say that is implicating de Jong and his representatives. Now... I, I'm looking at that, and I'm I'm going to call bullshit on that, frankly. Yeah, as well you should, because, yeah, what 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 they're saying here basically is, yeah, we we just we we committed you to a contract, we can't pay you, so we're going to do everything we can to not pay you. Yeah, or or pressure you into either moving on without us having to pay it, or just give up and. Help us, help us out by taking yet another deferred a pay cut again. Yeah, th- this would be actual pay cut. Yeah, it now, would. Here's a, it now, here's the thing. Now, yeah, now, here's the thing is that, you know, we've all, we've heard Frankie de Jong to United at one point in this transfer window, which uh, after the last couple of games, uh, yeah, I think I'd be not wanting to do that. <laughs> but also, at the same time, yeah, if I'm Frankie de Jong, yeah, he doesn't want to leave Barcelona. He he. The rumors that's been going around has also been Chelsea, who are apparently willing to cover the the salary that Barca have said that they would pay. No, well, yeah, I think I did hear Chelsea, but I didn't hear many details. But from what I understand, like I said, I, De Jong does not want to leave Chelsea. Uh, Barca, or uh, yeah, not yeah, Barca. Yeah, no, sorry, he, uh, my bad. We were just talking about Chelsea, so. But no, yeah, yeah, I mean, so. I mean, and they they just signed, you know, they only just signed Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang from Arsenal back in, what, February? And now there's a rumor of Chelsea trying to get him, too. Yeah. um, And, and, you know, what you're looking at is they're they're going, take this pay cut. And and if I'm Frankie Frankie de Jong here, or frankly, I know it's Pique and Busquets are the other two who they're looking to sort of negotiate with. And they might be easier for the obvious reasons of long-term loyalty. But I'm going, you can't pay me this money, but you can go and sign up. What is it? Five players here they've signed on, you know, decent, de- huge wages. You know, 
Lewandowski, he ain't coming cheap. Rafinha, he ain't coming cheap. Yeah, I mean, they haven't been able to play Kounde yet, have they? <laughs> he hasn't been able to register it. Yeah, no, but I mean, you know, and you know, and the only reason they were able to sign these players for this game on on Saturday was because of these so the, the you know the 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 these palanques, the 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 lever, the economic levers. Well, they're basically selling off the club piece by piece. Yeah, it's selling the future income of the club. Um, I mean, so here, here's what I have. Yeah, so here's what I have. They we, we income. Yeah, so here's what I have is that basically they're they're going to sell 49.9% of the club's licensing and merchandising. Yeah. Um 25% of the club's La Liga TV rights for the next 25 years have already gone to a global investment firm, which, you know, if that word doesn't, you know, make you worry, <laughs> yeah, global investment firm uh, called Sixth Street for uh, 582 million euro translated to 495 million pounds or 591 U.S. American dollars. Uh and then you know they 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 increased you know at first they they sold ten percent and then they increased that to a further fifteen percent. Yep. Yep. Um, there have been several of the other of these levers, including they sold a twenty four point five percent stake of their media arm to that was the first to, one, yeah. to 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 Barca Studios. Well, this is what they were saying, yeah, uh, at least on Friday. Yeah, and then there's another lever they pulled selling off another sort of 24.9% or whatever it was of, of Barca, of that uh, media thing. Yeah, I think I mean, two tranches on that. I mean, yeah, I, just between you and me, uh, I don't think that this is going to work out well for them in the long run. Yeah, you know, I I know. I think it was what Real Madrid sold off the income for their TV deal for was it or hundred percent of it back in two thousand six for six years or something. Yeah, but I'm, clubs mortgaging their futures like that, if they don't, if they aren't absolutely successful, you know, relentlessly successful, they're in big trouble because that money then is not there, <laughs> and. Not, again, that'd be funny. What return are you going to get on Robert Rob Lewandowski? Great as he is, he's what thirty three now. You aren't getting you know money back for him. They they are very very mad at that business of selling players. Yeah, and the fact is, so uh, looks like um, they were in talks to sell another twenty four point five percent of Barca Studios to another firm, but that uh, fell through. Ah, yeah, there was there was it was a. What you call, it was a crypto bros or something. Yeah. It, it a, Which yeah. Jesus, if you're if you're going into the crypto bro business, then yeah, you you may as well get. Yeah, They already said that the the deal with Socios.com will quote accelerate the club's audio visual blockchain NFT and Web three strategy, which means oh god, they're fucked. You know what? That that just reeks to me of going down a, bar, a down a dark alley, waving a full wallet around. You know, here's the thing, though, is that the way this is going with with Barca, I mean, we we have been seeing this gradual change 
with Barca where they, you know, remember back in the days, I mean, it wasn't all that long ago when they didn't even have shirt sponsors. Oh, that's, that's a decade. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, they, and, and then they went to, UNICEF. yeah, and they went to UNICEF. We were like, okay. I mean, you know, it's a charity. It's, you know, but it, that was a just charity. a step. Yeah. And then it turned to, um, and then it turned to, uh, what was it? The Qatar Foundation, which then yeah. became Qatar Airways. And now it's Spotify. Yeah. Oh, the moral high ground is there, isn't it? Somewhere way, way above them. Yeah, it's somewhere. I mean, we have been seeing, you know, the 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 capitalismization. <laughs> I don't know. That's not really a word <laughs> of Barca for quite some time. And I mean, again, and now this is all, you know, come home to roost. With, you know, the you know, the previous administration and now, you know, Joan Laporta having to, uh, you know, clean up the mess of it. But I mean, I think they're going about this like a completely ass way too. Honestly, it, it just looks. I know we're only going to be talking about it. It just looks desperate. Everything, every move they have, you know, they can't just go. Well, okay, we'll eat one year. You know, we'll eat one year. We'll finish third or fourth. We'll, you know, maybe we'll take the Champions League spot and work from there. They can't even do that. They have to think to try and they they were thirteen points behind Madrid last year. They are gonna struggle to, you know, to bring that back in a season. And I'm looking at it and going, I don't see how you're gonna bring that back in a, se- in a season anyway. I it's a lot of short term moves here. And speaking you know, of it, speaking of Real, uh they're they're now two one ahead of El Maria, so damn. Oh inevitable. God yeah, damn it. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, it seems to me it's kind. Of, it's almost like the same thing with United. It's people have kind of brought into the myth of Barcelona rather than dealing with the reality of Barcelona. Well, you know, from what I understand, um, from from what I understand, uh, if it weren't for Barcelona, in in their financial miasma, we would actually be hearing about Atletico Madrid. Hmm. They're, because apparently they couldn't register one of their players. It, they 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 were finally able to, but they had to wait to register. Yeah, I, I understand that there are several clubs in La Liga who cannot register players at the minute. But and, and I think it seems to all be down to how the 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 Spanish FA uh, are doing things as far as finances. Yeah, and, and they, they see. Did you see? I think Barcelona. The Spanish FA looked at their deal, the, the third lever they pulled, um, which was, I think, the, one of the Bath Studios deals. And they had a look at it and went, you've inflated this, the, the, the money in this by 150 million, which meant they couldn't register those five players mm-hmm. until they pulled the, pulled the fourth lever on Friday, whenever it was. I mean, do, I mean, it's not as if there isn't an object lesson in what happens when you cook the books. In no, football. I mean, no, I mean, <clears throat> Rangers. Um, <laughs> As if you're going to bring that up. <laughs> I mean, fuck, why not? I mean, it's an object lesson. The club got shut down. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, my, 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 my hatred of Rangers notwithstanding, it's a stone cold fact, you know? Absolutely. And and the thing is, you know, we are in the year of the super club. Generally, the fall, you know, the fall for any kind of super club is, is, the worst you get is seventh or eighth. 
these clubs are thinking that they cannot fail. You know, but they go, we, we are that important. We have that social importance. We are of that culture importance. We make so much money. Which in Barcelona's case is actually true as far as the cultural like and it. social. I mean, I mean, we could go all the way back to the Spanish Civil War and Franco's oh, era. Oh, yeah. We can do that. So I, I, I get that argument. In Barcelona is the only one I get that argument for because there actually was a social and cultural value to to FC Barcelona and the Camp No. But the fact is that they went chasing the money. Yeah. And, and um, what happened? And oftentimes when you go chasing the money, sometimes eh, the money comes back to fucking bite you. Yeah. Sometimes you've got your eye on the money and you trip and fall on your face. Which is exactly what seems to be happening. And on the pitch, this was evident yesterday watching Barca versus Royal Vallecano, which, by the way, yeah. I'm just going to point out, yeah, Royal Vallecano totally making the fashion show for their kids. Oh, I, I think so, yeah. And, and hang on, Royal Vallecano, with, was it Radamel Falcao up front? Radamel Falcao, well, he came out as a sub, yes. Yeah. I just... That what? was a listless... That was a listless performance from a club that is clearly trying to paper over the cracks. Yeah, and, and but but you look up who who was the best player on that day? It was probably De Jong when he came on as a sub. Yeah, when De Jong when De Jong came on. Yeah, when De Jong came came on, it seemed like they, finally the fire was put underneath Barca. Now, in fairness, Lewandowski did score, but it was flagged offside. Yeah, so. But it was offside, so... Yeah, it was offside, well, yeah. I mean, it was yeah. offside, no question. But you have to put a bonnet... This was a, a well-organised team, you know, and Barca did create enough chances. But again, it does indicate they're not the side they, they even want to be. They're nowhere even close to it. The, the, you know, the, they're vulnerable to that kind of run they had at the end of last year. I think they lost their last three home games, was it, at the end of last year? If I remember right. Yeah. I mean, they, I mean, by the time that game ended, they had on the pitch, they had, they had uh, Robert Lewandowski. Uh, they had Osman Dembele. They had Frankie de Jong. They had Ansu Fati. They had Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. And this was not enough to break down Raya Vallecano. And yeah, and they had Rafinha on there as well. Yeah, Plus, Rafi uh, yeah, yeah. Rafinha came off for I think De Jong. Uh, no, yeah, Fati yeah. for Fati. I uh, think. Yeah, and you and you got Pedro and Harvey there to, coming through the academy, and that talent should be able to work out. The thing is, you know, I, I think to a certain extent, Xavi had a little bit of an easy ride last season, maybe because you know no one expected anything. To come and you know of him coming up and picking up Kuman's mess. It's just okay. Come in. It, it's like Liverpool bring kind of like Liverpool bring Kenny Dalglish back in two thousand and ten. You know, it, it's the it's the returning hero thing. It gets the fans on side. If it works out, brilliant. If it doesn't work out well, you know, six months down the line, they could do. His his teams did fine. Did, you know, they 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 made an immediate improvement on Kuman, which is but that's not difficult. Because Kuman's Barcelona is terrible. Yeah, it's a terrible dude to expect from an ex Everton manager. But then again, you know, I suppose Real have an ex Everton manager too. So what do you know, what do I know? Um, <laughs> but I mean, you, you could see that this was a just a listless Barcelona side. 
Yeah. Like they, 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 they struggled to get into the game at the camp. No. Yeah. You, you look at it, you know, it, you're talking Liverpool, Man City, you know, Chelsea, whatever. They might draw nil nil. You know, PSG would go to buy, but they always look to be on the front foot. Barca didn't look as if they were getting on the front foot last night. They, the tap, you know, they they can. It, it's just a really well rail worked really well organized last night, and Barca just ran out of ideas after about thirty minutes. Got a few more when De Jong came on, but again by the end, no, they they weren't particularly looking yeah. like making a break. Now, in fairness, three goals were scored in this game: uh, two for Barca, one for Rio. All of them were offside. Yeah, absolutely. You you couldn't fault defending, and I suppose. Yeah, that's cool. Which, by the way, I I, I just realized something else. Uh, who who else was on, on the bench? Not Hughes uh, on the bench for Rio Vallecano. I didn't have a look at. I should know. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember Bebe? Oh, from, from oh you? do I remember Bebe? Do I remember? Oh Lord, I remember. He is Bebe. at. He, he's been at Rio Vallecano since 2018. <laughs> He'd be a superstar for this United team these days, given the standards oh there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, again, we could easily have made Man U the main topic today, but, yeah. I mean, let's face it, this has been, you know, Barcelona's woes have been one of the stories. And, you know, it just goes to show, like, how are they even able to, I mean, we were just wondering, how are they able to sign players? Well, this is how is just selling themselves off piece by piece. Yeah, selling the future off. I I don't see how this situation doesn't recur in the future. Yeah, how do they get out of this cycle? What do you do next year? Yeah, what what are they going to do to get out of this cycle? You know? They're gambling that they're going to, you know, win trophies. They're going to have deep Champions League runs every year. Um, You know, they're going to be able to be this massive cash revenue generating machine that they've been. But the, there's no guarantee that holds as it has done. You know, the future isn't isn't promised to any of us. And you know, if you know Barcelona become less successful, who who comes in? You know, the teams go to, you know, Liverpool, they they go to Madrid, they go to Bayern, they go to PSG. With you know are the new fans going to be there if Barca aren't as immediately successful as they need to be. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. Who's who who is gonna be the Ronaldinho and Edgar Davids in this case that rescued oh. them, you know? Like they did yeah. back in twenty back in two thousand two. Yeah, you know, much much as I love Lewandowski, he's not that charismatic signing that, you know, Ronaldinho was, or even that Messi and that team were when they came along. There, there's no Wow factor to those signings. I mean, do you think there's a chance that Barcelona go actually extinct, or are they going to? Will they actually sell the club? Like actually get a private owner for Barcelona, which would be unthinkable. But it's, what else can yeah, you do? That would be riots. You know, oh, there would be riot. There would be riots in Catalonia. Yeah, I, I'm being literal, man. I, no, no, I, no, no, I believe you. <laughs> There would be people yeah. marching in the streets, blowing shit up in Catalonia if that happened. Would you, I would 
say that possibly you go to maybe a, a, a German model, maybe? Would that work? You dilute it? You, you know, if someone buys a whatever, a 49.9%, say, stake, you know, so the socials still have the dominant say in the club. So they still got 50.1% of the shares. Right. And then some large or. But, you know, it does, does that read the. I don't think, again, I, I think there'd still be a kind of right. There would be certainly disc, big discontent at even the thought of that with Barca. I, I don't think Barca can go extinct, though. I, I, you know, they, they are too almost socially, again, socially important. They, they're certainly vulnerable, I think, to maybe dropping down sort of mid-table, maybe. And if, if they miss out on the Champions League, then things do get interesting. Right. But at the same time, I mean, I, 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 mean, I, I think we all think that that too-big-to-fail thing has just been an excuse to prop up, you know, failing companies. Absolutely. In, in, in this late-stage capitalism bullshit. But, I mean, again, I mean, Barca is one of those clubs, though, that has the, the rarefied status of actually actually being culturally important and having meaning beyond the football. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, yeah. Th- th- there are very few clubs you could say this, uh, <clears throat> Celtic being one of them, but, you know. Yeah, you know, Celtic, Liverpool, you know, a, lot, a lot in Britain, actually, I would say. A lot of the UK clubs. Right. But... At the same time, I mean, yeah, but even then, I mean, how many people can say, I mean, Celtic and and, and, and Liverpool can't say that they were a bulwark in, in, in an actual fight against fascism, too, you know? No, not at all. Not at all. So, not unless you the territory government of the 1980s, which I would, well, you know, you know, I could have to go back I, if I you mean, want. You know, we could make that argument, but, I mean... Was Thatcher even close to Franco? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I, I don't want to go there. But no, 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 no. There, there was no. I don't yeah, give a fuck. I'm, a, I'm American. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's too long an argument to make now, but I could make. A <laughs> I mean, maybe uh, long term, yes. But... Yes, absolutely. Long term and consequences, yes. But the, but, but but then we can. Civil war there. <laughs> yeah, but then Reagan, you know, trumps both of them, so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the role model for Thatcher on that one, so yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. well Thatcher was already well, in pa- well. Thatcher was already in power, but yeah, she, she was, but she did like she she also was in power after Reagan left. True that. So, yeah. uh, so we, we we did kind of get off topic, but I mean, yeah, the point is, is that yeah, uh, Barca is going to be uh, one of those interesting stories that uh, may not have as happy as an ending as uh, some would like to think. Yeah, I, I've got uh, Simon Cooper. Cooper has written a book on it, the journalist. I've, I've got that downloaded on my Kindle to read at some point, but I haven't got around to that yet. Okay, yeah, uh, you'll have to recommend. So, yeah, for a deeper insight, I, I'd well, be recommending. Well, well, what's the name of that book? Uh, it's just called Barca. Um, oh, I will open it. Up. Yeah, get the Kindle open. Wait for it to come to go. Yep, Barca: The Rise and Fall of the Club That Built Modern Football. Wow, and what? And how? Uh, how long ago was that? 
Uh, that's this year. It's, I think it's one of the sports. Oh, so this hopefully, year. so hopefully, it's it's somewhat up to date. Absolutely, for more of Sid Lowe's uh, fear and loathing in La Liga, which has them and Real, the history of them and Real Madrid intertwined. That's yeah. a really interesting read. So, yeah, La Liga. It's a. It, it is somewhat of a different beast, and Barcelona, even more different of a beast. But uh, yeah, the yeah. way that things are going. Hopefully they, they <laughs> hopefully they come good, but yeah, it's it's uh, it, it, if yesterday's thing, game is anything to go by. Yeah, the one thing I will say, you know, you're seeing that they're not going to honor De Jong's contract. That I think the the higher class of player are going to look at that and go, really, you know, how are they going to attract these players? Are going to take the Ronaldinho's, etc. Are they going they're going to look at it and go, are you going to pay me? Yeah, I mean, overall, players want to get paid. And lest we forget, this is a contract that Barca agreed to. It doesn't matter who was in charge at the time. Mm-hmm. They agreed to it. Yeah, and and absolutely. he further agreed to defer the payments. Yes. So, yeah, I do not think – yeah, this is totally a labor issue at this point, too. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I know that some have, you know, capitulated. As they say, PK, who is independently wealthy – you know, I think Piquet was supposed to be offering to play for nothing, and at that point, I'm going, dude, no, never, never do that. Yeah, never play for nothing. Never, never do that. No, you were no. I you, mean, you, again, you I mean, I mean, we should have known this was the case when Xavi um, bought out, paid for his buyout clause out of his out of pocket. Yes, at, 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 at his wow. previous club. Yeah, uh, the. Saudi Arabia, was it? Yeah, it was, it was Saudi Arabia. I can't remember which club, and I don't. And you know, I actually at this point don't feel like looking it up. So, uh, but yeah. and with that, this has been episode seventy-one of the Busting Balls podcast. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter at Busting Balls Pod. Email us BustingBallsPod at gmail.com. You have been listening us through our native SoundCloud feed, SoundCloud.com slash Busting Dash Balls. Or the PWOM Podcast Network, SoundCloud.com slash Pro Wrestling Only. And you can find us on Spotify. Search Busting Balls Podcast. Uh, John, any last words? Well, I'm just looking forward to uh, the upcoming Tuchel and Conte grapple match justifying our place on the PWOM Network. <laughs> you know, when, when, uh, be, even before that happened... Uh, my son was mentioning, you know, uh, because it was something with Steve Cooper and, and David Moyes were both yelling at their players. Oh, yeah. It's like he, he made a comment about uh, uh, manager boxing. I said, well, you know who's going to win that event. <laughs> what was you can clap every time? Sorry. <laughs> Look nope. at the reach. Oh, man. no, I'm sorry. Nope. I, 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 we, we need an experienced scrapper in here. Uh-huh. Who, who are you? Who are you? Uh, that would be one Diego Simeone. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got our heel there, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until then, it's a uh, good night for me. And it's good night from him. We'll see you in a few weeks. <laughs>